Anyone who listens regularly and notices that right when Cap got to Kiev and recorded an entire episode, which I only have his audio for, man, that was a fuck up. I'm so excited that it took us almost 50 episodes to get to the point where uh, I really ruined an episode. We, it, it finally happened. So so that's what happened there. And then Cap Cap had a, such a fun time. I was so jealous with you hanging out with uh, with Slags and Jenkins. Mostly because it looks like you guys were in straight loungewear. Like Cap had the sweatiest of sweatpants on. Jenkins had socks from the dollar store. And your slippers looked so comfortable. Like I just wanted to hop into some comfortable clothing and just go join you on the other side of the world. Those are called bear claw slippers. They're excellent. We don't get promoted to say that. That's not, that's hashtag not an ad. Well, it's going to be (laughs) at them soon and they'll they'll give us money. Give me money. (laughs) Money. Um, I'm, I'm once again recording in my room on probably not the best microphone. I feel like I should say that up top. And I don't know if it looks like I've been drinking. Uh, if you see it on the podcast, that's not, you can't tell again because it's, it's an audio medium primarily. Why were you drinking? Cap, I did something dumb. I don't know if I'd call it necessarily dumb. I did something well, I haven't. If you, do some, if you drink every single time you do something dumb, you'd be drunk 24-7. Yeah, oh, no. I for the first time in like six months, I went to go see mm-hmm. people. Mm. I didn't go out to a bar. I yeah, went yeah. out. I I barbecued a tri tip and some ribs in my friend's backyard. Everyone was wearing masks. We sat around a fire, pretty distantly distanced. And uh, that was, I, I did that for the first time in like uh, six months. And it was really nice. It was, I, I, Good. I really, really missed doing that. I, I, I definitely think uh, I, I fit more in the extrovert category. I, I really miss, I really miss those interactions. And the whole time I felt anxious. I'm like, oh no, everyone's going to get sick. Well, uh, you should have been doing that the entirety of the last six months, you idiot. This whole coronavirus thing is a hoax. I should know. I got out of America. I'm here in Ukraine. Nobody wears a mask. There's no epidemic here. There must not be because nobody wears a fucking mask. Is that? I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. But like, I I see a mask like every every like one in like ten to twenty people. Do people look Pretty at you bad. and they're like? He's not from around here. He's wearing a mask. Yeah, I feel like that constantly. Oh, man, that's why. I feel I I constantly feel judged. Do they have all the production people wearing masks to like make you feel better? Um, in the We Play Studios, no. Um, they do not wear masks, but we're supposed to be in a bubble of sorts. Uh, obviously, not really, but it's uh. I mean, I see the same production people every single day, and they're not supposed to go out and do anything. It's still, the the studio is still in an office, so there's still a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that work at WePlay, so can't really control everybody. Dude, I've, but, been, yeah, I've been watching more WePlay than uh, most other Dodo events for, for a minute now. I it's have. Tournament. And I, I don't know if it's because I'm excited that there's, like, 
Dota going on, or I'm excited that Liquid's playing, or I'm excited to, uh, you know, I, I they're I, not playing anymore. You gotta, <laughs> hey man, that's like a, it's like a thing now. I have to care about that. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see like these, these, these fun clips, mostly of you and Jenkins, like just perpetuating through the internet and being like, well, that was entertaining. Um, I, I've catched more we play than I, than I have of Dota in a minute. Good, good. I think we're. Uh, I think we put on a pretty good show, despite uh, people's complaints about um, that we're bullshitting and having too much fun. I think it's made for a really fun show, and uh, ultimately, I don't know why people get so sensitive about this. The like I was just reading on the subreddit last night. It's like people were complaining Kyle Jenkins and Cheever were like goofing around too much, um, but like. You, we still have a draft panel that talks seriously about the draft and the <laughs> upcoming matchup. And then we still have casters who, like, it's me and Fogs. Like, you're not going to get a whole lot of clowning <laughs> around with that. You're going to get a ton of analysis. So, like, I, I don't really know. Like, do, like, some people are just wild. Like, they need, okay, welcome, everybody. This is a serious matchup between Evil Geniuses and Alliance. Now let's break down every minutia of every player matchup and every conceivable hero they could pick. Like, good lord. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone... It's a fucking variety in here. I don't think anyone listening to us right now uh, is of that opinion. I think that surely no we've doubt. self-selected an audience that is, like, more silly. Uh, so I, I assume the people who are, who are here are like, no, no, I like kind of the dumb stuff. I mean... I'm not always a giant fan of, uh, of of a Slacks cast. I do think that it, like it does have its time and place, right? But but I do think that uh, you know uh, Jenkins has definitely grown on a lot of people, myself included, with a bunch of different people he's worked at it with WePlay, just because uh, it it feels like that that kind of jovial excitement is almost something that that hasn't really been around that much. He's got a lot of passion, and he's a uh, fucking wacko <laughs> in, like, in like the best way possible Jenkins is is insane I've actually never been on a cast like so Rich says this about um Rich says this about Owen whenever he's on a panel with Owen he feels nervous because like he never knows what like Owen is gonna say like he, he feels like Owen's gonna like just like throw a major curveball at him at any point in time uh, but I've never felt that with anybody except Jenkins. Like Jenkins, I'm I'm literally like sometimes I'm just on the edge of my seat. Like, uh oh, <laughs> where's this gonna go? <laughs> uh, it makes it makes uh, for a pretty fun cast. Like when he literally started screaming when he had me like I uh, posted that clip, you know, that the ching ching ching. Mm -hmm. I'm making the gold noise, mm -hmm. and then. I expected him to get into it, but he literally starts screaming at the studio. He's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, okay, it'll just be that. I'm like, yes, yes, that'll be good. And then he goes, yes, yes. Oh, God, yes. And I'm just like, what's happening? It's so interesting to see how different people, like, interact and play off that stuff, too. Like, if you're starting to make, like, the cha-ching, cha-ching noise, my brain goes to, oh, this is like an acapella song. I wonder how much we can harmonize and how long we can start singing for. But Jenkins is like, you know what I'm going to do right now? <laughs> Literally scream. <laughs> I'm going to have an audible orgasm on stream right now. Dude. Um, oh, gracious. <laughs> how, how's that clothing fit? Oh, it, God. 
is it comfortable? Are you like wearing undershirts or is, is there like just uh, underwear no, underneath? Or like I mean, what's you the... could see my chest pretty clearly. There's no <laughs> undershirt. Um, yeah, Tsunami was telling me he was getting bullied for his armpit hair, so that I'm like, oh man, I can see Cap's chest hair. What's everyone doing? Everyone needs to shave. Uh, no, don't shave your chest. Absolutely, Come on now. Absolutely not. I, I totally disagree with that. You disagree with that? I disagree with. Shave? I disagree with what I said. I agree with oh, what okay, you okay. said. Do not. Okay. Do not shave your chest. It. it gro- I, yes. I've tried to do it. When it grows back, it sucks. I. Uh, I. I usually trim my armpit hair anyway. But uh, I, I think a lot more people have done that for this event because it's like uh, the, the, you know that sh- the so the shirt that has the shoulder hanging off mm-hmm. that you have to like. The only way to put that, you can't put that on like a normal shirt, like it doesn't stretch or anything like that. So you just have, you have to do this motion and your, and also your armpits kind of like always available to the audience. <laughs> so a lot more people have been taking uh, some, some personal hygiene time uh, for this tournament. But yes, I'm one of the lucky people who wears the shirt that one shoulder is always exposed. <laughs> I wonder. I never get a different outfit. That's always my outfit. Me and Lizard, we all we just always have that same outfit because they're like, ah, who wants to see some male cleavage? I know we'll put that on Lizard and Cap. Which Lizard? It makes sense, but me, you just get a bunch of hair. Um, I wonder if people are gonna have foot wiki pages after this event because there's a lot of there's just a lot of bare feet hanging around. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh. I'm gonna Not make my one favorite for you. thing in the world. I'm gonna make no, one. Please for don't. You. <laughs> Very seriously, please don't. There's a there's a reason. There's a reason that uh, every single time the uh, I am not when I'm casting, you can't see my feet. So I'm wearing shoes. <laughs> there's a reason I'm wearing socks and shoes. I'm not comfortable with that. Because you're self conscious about your own feet. Yes, gotcha. There's. I've got some. I've got some gnarly feet, and uh, the only way to fix that is through some medication that I can't take. So, is it like an element in particular? Like you don't like 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 the toenails or the toes or like what's the? Uh, so I I'm I'm born with um, naturally uh, thicker nails and um, skin on the bottom of my feet. Okay. Okay. And, and and that naturally leads into other complications. So, it's uh. And I can't, I can't get it fake. Like I've gotten a doctor, and he's like, "You, you have to take this pill medication." But then it turned out I couldn't take that pill medication because of other health complications. So, have you like <laughs> tried to get like pedicures for your feet? Like, does anything? No, never. I'll never let some stranger touch my feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of self conscious. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say that I have the same situation as you, but, but I definitely do uh, get a lot of dead skin on my heels. And sometimes I'll just sit in the shower for like a very long time, being like, "Well, time to sand my body off. <laughs> time to scrape off a, a pound of dead skin. It's disgusting." <laughs> there's uh, there there is uh, treatments for that. Ellie actually, because uh, her salon is um, she's expanding into skincare as well, and there is a, a, a treatment that it looks to me almost like a kind of chemical burn sort of deal that mm-hmm. uh, deals with your deals with that problem. So. You uh, you ask Ellie; she could probably hook you up. Maybe I should. I'm. I don't. I don't like that. Um, I, I've always thought that my big toe looks really weird. It, it's like very much a, a circle. It, it's just a circle, and it looks like weird and stubby. 
And uh, people go like, oh, what are you self-conscious about? And I think a lot of people's minds gravitate to like, ah, my penis or ah, my nose. Like, I think that that has to be like the top two responses, right? But someone's like, yeah, like, what are you self-conscious about? I'm like, dude, I hate my big toes. They look disgusting. Also, my face is also a circle, but that's the thing I can in theory fix if I stop eating so much ice cream. But that's a that's a whole that's a whole different problem. Uh, I've been doing really good with um, I mean, not really good, but I've been doing pretty good since I've been here. I've worked out and done yoga almost every single day that I've been here. I have been keeping a relatively okay diet. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that I get home because I don't have a scale hoping I get home and found that I've lost uh, at least a few pounds. I put some muscle back on from working out every morning. So I, uh, I have made this, uh, this month, this grind that we're on. I've tried to make it as productive as possible. I recorded a great podcast. I worked out every single day. I did like three auditions for voice acting stuff, which thank you, Joey, for one of the hookups. Don't do and uh, Yeah. Dude, Good stuff all around. That's wild. Um, you, it feels like you've been productive. Then that, that's kind of cool. Are, are you ready to like get back to some sense of normalcy? Oh God, yes! I can't wait to go home. Uh, like I think all of us reached like, um, at least I know Slacks and I reached a point. We we it was actually right before our infamous cast that day. We were like we're like we went to, we took a cab together to the studio, and uh, we both agreed or like. This is this is the day. This is the day it starts. We are no longer. Um, it is the first day that I'm like, if I could skip this day of work, I would. Every other day, you know, I'm like, I'm very happy to go in. If somebody offered me a chance to be like, oh, you don't have to come into work today, I'd be like, no, I'm going in anyway. But that was that was the first day. It's like the third week. It's like at the end of the third week. That's usually when you're like, okay. I'm kind of done with this now. <laughs> Can you tell that people have gotten crankier over the course of the month? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. There's probably a lot of tea there that we definitely can't talk about, so I'll just dance around all of it. But... I, I mean, it, it's not that bad, honestly. Like, the uh, Dota talents were were all pretty nice to each other. Like, um, that is the thing. It's like Henry G put out his retirement post, and in it he talked about, like, how there are some fake people and stuff like that. Um, but Dota talent... We're all pretty real, and I think we're all uh, pretty friends with each other. Um, it's just... Um, Everyone's a weirdo, yeah, some, right? Everyone's just weird, yeah. so you accept that everyone else is weird, and it's fine. Some people get... Um, some people have gotten cranky. I mean, I'm going to just say, I'm going to just put this out there. I've made sure that I go to bed around midnight, 1 a.m., at latest, 2 a.m. every single day. Because, in part, because I have no blackout curtains. Look at this shit. It's so goddamn bright. Well, that is pretty bright. Yeah, so, you know, I naturally wake up at 7 a.m. every single day. Uh, and then I go back to sleep and try and, try and sleep in the, the bright sun for, like, another two hours or something. But I've made sure that I get my sleep every single day. And uh, not everyone does that, so they get really cranky. What do you miss most about being home? Is, is, is it Ellie? Is it like your normal routine? Is it like your comforts of home or like the house or just like not being in a foreign country where people don't speak English that much? Like, what, um, what, where does it rank? It, it probably goes Ellie, 
And then my... Does she listen? Uh, Do you have to say that? Does, is she going to hear that? Like, is that a thing you have to say? <laughs> she does listen to the podcast. Okay, so, so then yes. I guess you have, to say, way, you have to say that. It's just, that's like, it's not even a contest. It's fucking exponentially higher. I don't even know why you would ask, Joey. I'm sorry. I'm so- sorry. <laughs> uh, the second thing would be um, my room, which includes um, blackout curtains. So I don't wake up at 7 a.m. <laughs> That would be number two, honestly. That is, like, the second most important thing to me. Uh, and then the third would probably be my computer setup, because uh, this one, the chair is too high. Um, I need the chair arms to match the desk. Yep, right? very important. I need important. a flat service, right? Very important. But what that means is the desk is too high, and so the chair is too high, and so my feet are off the ground. That's not good. Ah. So what it means is it eventually starts hurting my back. This is my yeah, foot pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my foot That's pillow. Smart. I keep a foot pillow under my desk. One of the one of the best investments you can get, I think, if you actually want to practice pra- proper posture, but don't have a desk where you can kind of adjust the height to. Because it's weird to be able to ju- adjust desk height or chair height. Um, yeah. I like. I, I have an IKEA desk that's just kind of like fixed at a certain height. Um, but but the pillow lets me kind of sit normally, which I like. It makes me feel like an old man. But man, I I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good, good posture, very important. And I think those are the three things. Like, um, I got, yeah, I guess I miss my cat, but like, eh, it's all kind of like, it, it's just like I don't need a whole lot, but the things that I do need are like, it, very important to me, and I need to like, you know, just I, I just need to be able to veg out in a comfortable environment. How driven are you by your stomach? Like, are, are you, like, going home oh, and you know, Mary. I'm going to eat something? Like, is there something that you want to go home and eat right now? Um, I'm probably going to order Howlin' Rays when I get back. Uh, they, their, have, their takeout's really weird right me. now. Oh, yeah? What's wrong with their takeout? I, Don't tell this to me, Joey. You're I, stressing I'm, me out right now. I I'm, need my Howlin' Rays. I'm really sorry. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> that you can only order it via Postmates and you have to do it within like a five mile radius of Howland Rays. Oh no. So you have to like I'm drive five miles out. You have to drive down there and then like order it to like a park or something. What? Because you no. also can't order from the website. And they don't do takeout right now. That's the way it was like two I've weeks been en- ago. I've been enjoying so much delivery from Howland Rays, dude. Fuck. But I'm more than five miles out, so this is going to screw up with my whole system. This will is you, terrible. Will you only eat hot chicken from Howlin' Rays? No, I'll eat it from other places. Oh, I God. just really like Howlin' Rays. Bone-in? Or sandwiches? Uh, well, I have a sandwich. Okay, I have okay, a sandwich. Okay, okay, okay. So. Good to know. I'm just... I saw I had hot chicken place down. I'm like, fuck, I missed that. But I also, dude... It's why since you've been out of Los Angeles, I promise you everyone's forgotten what coronavirus is. I drove down like a main street the other day and the amount of people just like hanging out by the beach is wild now. We've regressed. You should stay there. You should really stay there. (laughs) Again, nobody wears a mask here either, so... I, 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 I can almost guarantee it's got to be worse here just because I've been so flabbergasted by uh, <laughs> how few people wear it. My uh, one experience is um, I had one of the few uh, 
uh, taxi drivers uh, speak English. And um, I got in the car and uh, he, he basically asked uh, if he should put on a mask. And I was like, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> and uh, and he, and he kind of he, he kind of looks at me and he narrows his eyes a little bit. He's, he says, condition? He's asking me if I have a pre-existing condition that, that you know, like I need to worry about the, the, the implication being there that if I'm a perfect normal human being, I don't need to worry about this corona thing. And, uh, and I, so, yeah, I was like, yes, condition. Put the fucking mask on, you goddamn animal. The hell? I'm, it's not that hard. A mask is not that hard. It's very easy to work with. They've put up a bunch of billboards in LA since you've been on Austin that say, don't be a mask hole. <laughs> Showing pictures of people without wearing masks, which is uh, so geez. weird to me. The, we live in the weirdest timeline at this point. It's wild. We're going to tell our kids about this. Neither of us are yeah. going to have kids. We're going to tell no. someone else's kids about this <laughs> one day. <laughs> it's going to be shocking. Man. So I've, I've got a bunch of personal stories that have happened over the last three weeks, and I'm sure you do too. But we do have some fresh news in the Dota 2 scene, and we do have to keep this podcast relatively short. We so. do. You have to go work for a lot of time, right? So I'll, I shouldn't take too much of it, and we should just talk about... I feel like people want to know some Dota stuff, because how many things got released today? There was an Arcana... There was a fucking yeah, update yeah, the, about the, the, streaming rights. The drop, the drop that ended up killing Evil Geniuses versus Alliance Game 1 40 minutes in. Yeah. Good, great job. You couldn't just wait, Val. You couldn't just wait 10 minutes before you dropped an update. Jesus. Dude. We were there till 2 a.m. last night because of that. <laughs> the fucking uh, VP Liquid Series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the five, you mean 5N Liquid where they kept on oh, yeah. remaking? <laughs> that was some absurd shit. They played five games in a best of three, and it was 2-0. I, <laughs> I think that that was... I, I don't think there was enough people watching that series, but I think that was one of the most interesting things that I've seen in the last... In, in the last long period of time, because it seemed like everyone on the broadcast was just going fucking crazy. They're like, what is going on? Why are we here still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When those things happen, that's when you see the broadcast team break down because we're we're all like, okay, we'll be done in about three hours, and like, okay, uh, this is getting a bit silly. What's going on? And then like at some point in time, you just like you can't be serious and like seriously analyze the third draft of game one. You know, it just doesn't work anymore. So we played a lot of busted games. Notably, Valve could have hold it off, like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to not bust the EG game up for the Windrunner Arcana. Yeah, yeah. And As then, a result, I'm pretty sure EG would have 2 0 As a result, EG end up losing the series. It's <laughs> uh, pretty funny. I'm sure. They maybe they shouldn't have picked Storm of Spirit. True. Just, just, what just a booty hero. Just, just saying. Um... Not that I, I, I shouldn't say that at all. I have no idea how Dota works. Um, but, but they did more than just be like, hey, everybody, you know that here everyone's joking about because Slack's made popular again? Thanks, Slack's. Mm -hmm. what, if, 
what if we just, I don't know, address the whole DPC thing? Which I think has been coming for, what, what's it been, what's this been brewing for now? Maybe about a week? Maybe about a week people started poking around about it? Oh, yeah, people have been up in arms about it for uh, a week, yeah. It's been uh, a constant conversation over the last, like, I, I mean, three years easily, but uh, definitely stretches back probably five years um, through various tournaments and stuff like that. And uh, we finally have an update. We finally have a change of Valve policy, um, which is probably the lightest change they could have done, but I still think it's a good change, which they are... So specifically, the biggest news is they put a bunch of DPC news. Honestly, I fucking skimmed through that shit because it's all... It's all meaningless. I mean, they pretty much said, like, uh, TI's not going to happen until next year. We don't really know what we're going to be doing with the DPC. I assume Valve has no details on any of this shit, given the way the, the post was written. So I just kind of like, okay, that part, you're like, eh, whatever, whatever, whatever. The important news was the Dota TV news where there are fresh streaming rules um, where Valve have instituted that um, for future uh, tournaments. Tournament organizers have to present their uh, their assets available, so like all the overlays that they put in and stuff like that for their sponsors. Um, and streamers must actually put that on their stream in order to be allowed to stream the tournament itself, which is a simple yet somewhat elegant solution um, to a lot of the complaints people had about this. Uh, I think the most elegant part of it is that um, streamers who have conflicting sponsors um, obviously won't really be able to use those overlays, therefore won't be able to stream the tournament, which is a good way of kind of like censoring out um, the difference of streamers. You do not want to kill people who just want to provide content to the Dota 2 scene mm -hmm. and are doing it in order to like try and build their brand as a, a community caster or anything like that. You don't want to do that, right? Um, but what you would like to do is probably censor out some of like basically what are commercial entities at this point in time, like Gorp, Admiral Bulldog, like those guys, those are big, big streamers. And, um, and they're not really like, I wouldn't call them like community, like casters or anything like that. So, um, in, in a way this kind of does, um, keep them at bay and ba basically says, well, if you want to be able to do these tournaments, then. Um, you'll have to be a lot more picky, I guess, about your uh, your sponsors and your sponsor obligations that you have with your stream. Um, or maybe just not have sponsors at all. I yeah. wonder how much someone could bend the rules there if they really wanted to. Like, if I'm Monster Energy, and I know that Bulldog is someone who is very important to me, I feel like if I was Monster, I'd almost be like, yeah, take the Monster logo off the stream, keep it in the title, keep it beneath the player, Keep just fucking say monster energy and joke about it during the broadcast with your words. Like, I, I wonder where the line actually is because I can see the value in a brand giving someone, you know, flexibility. Um, but like a bold. Maybe that's like a very fringe case for someone, for a brand that's woke enough and for a streamer who has that kind of clout. But 
they, they don't really make hard rules of can and cannot. There is still like a layer of, of ambiguity there. What if you have a betting website that's underneath the player and a Twitch button that's still on a page getting a lot of views even though the stream is has an overlay? Like, is that a weird line? What about bots and chat? What about, you know, in, anything in between? Yeah, and no doubt um, if they don't make these rules um, a lot more clear, then some tournament organizer or some streamer is going to get in pro into trouble. More likely, I feel like some tournament organizer is getting into trouble by trying to tell some streamer uh, that they can't do something. And then, you know, then then people are people will be back on the plight of the, the small time community streamers and the tournament organizers that terrorize them, you know? Um, so Facebook, uh, there, oh, there no. will be some fuck up and, and valve will have to step in and, uh, slap some wrists or something. Yeah. I'd love, um, I'd love to know. So like, I, I think for so many of us, valve is this weird entity that is just a black box. And, and it creates, like, all this mystique because you don't know, like, how they decided this or who decided it or, like, what even, like, are there people who disagree inside the company and stuff like that. But I keep on finding myself interested in, like, these very, what some people might call silly details. Like, I read this blog post and I'm like, did one person write this? Was this a team of multiple people? Like, how many people really truly had their hands on this decision. And not because I want to know, like, names, right? But I'm just so curious, like, is there someone who is behind the scenes just, like, really trying to take the DPC by the reins at this point and then write all this out and fix this? Has all this backlash been affecting everyone in the Dota department's life for the last, you know, two weeks? And, like, is all, did all of them have a hand in it? Like, I, I find myself, you know, almost thinking less about the actual news and just more curiosity still about dude Valve's a fucking wild company yeah yeah no i think i think your your uh entire ideas about like did one person write this or a team like uh that like that is so easy to be able to like point to uh with many valve products but but i feel like dota for for whatever reason um is especially because dota seems to um like we we get um, conflicting um, decisions, maybe not even conflicting decisions, but like, let's just make a, a good example, like of, of all the times where Valve has said, we're going to do this with Dota. Um, that was probably what, like one person who was like, oh, I have this idea that this is what I want to do. And, um, and then for whatever reason, they lose their passion for their project, move on to something else. Uh, like, <laughs> like <laughs> there, there's been so many like, we, we have that nice page about the new player experience, right? And, like, the training <laughs> things, and there's four boxes, and only two of them are filled up or something like that. There's, like, there's been those features that Reddit like to meme about, about, like, oh, this is going to, you know, be in, in Dota 2, and then uh, it, it never ends up being there. It's, Resume um, from it, replay. It could have fixed the liquid <laughs> situation. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, somebody has to... Like maybe there's somebody who makes the decision that it's not actually worth uh, worth investing uh, um, the time into, or maybe that person who was going to do that and was passionate about that project is no longer there at Valve, or who knows what. But yeah, it's very clear. Like you could you could definitely see that part of the the company culture kind of 
shining through in some ways. And uh, it's, yeah, it definitely felt like somebody was like, all right, time to take control of this DPC thing. Let's make this uh, a much bigger deal. And then Corona happened. And then we just kind of like, okay, well, there's, we were kind of all, we we're kind of all sitting there going like DPC, I guess it'll happen soon. And okay, this will make a league. It'll be the last big tournament before the DPC. And then, um, oh, there's no, there's no DPC. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go back to third party stuff. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. I think the most interesting thing that wasn't, you know, about the streaming rights was um, just them very clearly saying, yeah, TI 10's probably going to be in August 2021. I think a lot of people assumed that or people who had some kind of you know understanding of of covid assumed that or the scene assumed that but i think that kind of hit mm. a lot of people hard of like oh we're just gonna miss a full thing this year and the natural progression is what the fuck happens to the compendium in the prize pool uh, there's so there's so many questions that have been created today by these clarifications that just require even more information what happens to the prize pool? What happens to the compendium? Can I still keep playing in guilds? Because why arbitrarily stop them at this point? Um, is it going to become a Dota Plus feature? Probably. Um, like, where's the money going is a big one. Do Does the Arcana vote get revealed anytime before August 2021? Because <laughs> that would be shit. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've, I have no doubt that stuff will certainly have a payoff soon. Yeah, I think that has to have a payoff. But, like, yeah, when does the DPC actually start? Like, are the same people going to be doing the DPC? I guess no one really knows who got the contracts anyway, so that's less important. But there's 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 so many more questions that I just assume that they don't know the answers to, which makes it, I guess that makes it fun for us to sit here and speculate on, right? Like, you know, we, we can sit here and be like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. But... I do really wonder what's going to happen because I think the thing that hit me the hardest this last week when this whole conversation happened is, you know, I've been watching LCS, which is going on without a hitch. Blizzard has their games operating, you know, PUBG is still playing leagues. The Rocket League Championship Series is happening. In some different yeah. way than they all wanted to, but they're all happening. And then, you know... Liquid from League of Legends qualified for Worlds. And they're going to, you know, they've been quarantining. They're going to get on a plane, fly to Shanghai with every other team, and then also quarantine and then also play in a bubble situation. So I know that Riot has uh, 100-plus employees just dedicated to esports. I know that MasterCard and Han and all these sponsors pay for the LCS, things that Dota doesn't have to consider, right? But... Mm -hmm. You know, just being able to, to, to compare apples to apples, if you don't think about all those other little things, it's like, why can't we do the DPC? And the fact that everyone else is doing something, I think, is what makes it feel a little bit bad for me. And I don't know yeah. why I just had that realization, even though it's been that way for months now. Yeah, I, I think, um, I, I don't think that Valve is entirely wrong for, like, not doing what Riot's doing. Like, it, it is really interesting. The idea that sponsorship obligations, in a way, is making these other esports, like, continue with some sort of game plan. And I would I would argue that I'm not sure, like, for, for the world's example, um, if that, like, them feeling compelled to still put that together, that 
for me, I think that's a bad idea. I think that that is going too far, bringing a bunch of people together, putting them in a bubble and stuff like that has the opportunity for disaster. And I'm speaking as someone who's here doing a much <laughs> smaller version of the same thing. Like, I, I think it's probably just not that good of an idea, but at least with, you know, the smaller it is, the more variables you can control. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like this is an acceptable risk, let's say. Um, but you throw like an entire event like that. And I feel like it, it's getting out of hand. Um, but like it, it feels like Valve has, has um, like there's got to be some sort of middle ground to this entire thing where we still keep going with stuff, but we do change and we make sure we don't take certain risks. Whereas it feels like Valve was like way over here on the other side of things where it's like, well, we don't have those obligations. We're still making money. Like the, the money's still coming in from the compendium. And yeah, I'm sure they have a lot of problems that they have to like think out and solve and like what exactly is going to be the thing. But if they don't give like any sort of like, hey, here's the roadmap, then you, we, we saw like there there's just going to be a lot of tier two and in, 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 like when you're already talking about like, okay, the player pool is going down and the tier two, tier three scene is suffering um, and there is a problem there. If you don't give that sort of stability of saying like, here's what you are available, like here's what's going to be available for you to participate in in the future, then, you know, certain things like, you know, we've already seen a couple of team orgs that have have just said okay we're we're done we can't really keep this going anymore um i think you're you're going to see players um who are you know very likely maybe doing the same thing where they're just like okay this is getting a little bit too unstable i don't really know how to go forward from here um i think it's it's really interesting there's this uh, sir scoots tweets where he says just like in sports the less players get paid to compete the more likely they are to match fix uh to make extra money off of playing they're more vulnerable to being bribed in course. They worry less about losing reputation, team contract sponsors, et cetera, if they get caught too. Um, and he says a few things uh, after that, but uh, I think that is like a really interesting topic of conversation because I could see a, a near future. I mean, it is already happening. It's already happening, no doubt. There are some, some very questionable games happening in like various regions. Um, China being like one of the most notable ones. Uh, we have this like Omega League. Uh, there was that front page post about like the match fixing that was going on between China and um, with some of the uh, Chinese North American players, one really notable player in Baidu King. Um, and, and I have no doubt that this will just continue to grow as a problem. The more that the tier two and tier three scene is not supported match fixing will become a bigger bigger deal and, and, and the thing is is that tier one players don't have a give a fuck about it because they're already in a place where it's like in a, in a way it may end up just becoming a bubble of sorts because there are going to be people who feel like okay it's no longer worth investing into to try and make grind my way from you know being a no name up into a tier one player and the tier one players have all the financial stability in the world right because they've mm -hmm. got sponsors that are giving them lots of money they've won tons and tons of money off of prize pools and stuff like that and so at some point in time i think you could see a future where there's just this tier two tier three scene that's rife with match fixing and a tier one scene that has become a bubble of sorts where, yeah, they'll have the secrets where they pull in, you know, the, this pub player. Oh, let's, you know, in two months, he's going to look like a god. Um, but there, there's just uh, may not be any like real threats, real depth to the tier two scene uh, outside of like Europe. I think Europe and CIS will remain probably relevant in that regard. 
uh, mostly because the competition is high already, so therefore there's more tournaments going to be here. And TIS especially is, is very well funded um, when it comes to the Tier 2 and Tier 3 tournaments that are available for teams to be able to participate in. I think sponsors are, are uh, more interested in Dota in that area as well. Also, without sounding too, you know, affluent and the cost of living. Just, sure. just, just yeah. like the difference of cost, like, you know, winning a $500 prize pot for, for a Tier 2 team, I think, goes a lot farther in some of those countries than it does in Los Angeles or even a smaller American city or somewhere in Canada or the yeah. more wealthy parts of Europe, right? So mm-hmm. there's, like, we need the money. People get so fixated on prize pools, but there needs to be enough to sustain these people to make them active, right? And yeah. it, it, it does. It, it's There's so many questions. And I think a lot of people express these questions because they care. Like, we wouldn't be talking about this if we weren't, like, a bit worried because we care. So it's almost mm-hmm. like, a, hey, I'm, I'm worried about everything that's going on. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in, in what the next couple of months hold now that... It feels like we've gotten, we've gotten, like 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 a small little balance patch. Like we we, we got like a like a point mm. A or something, and now I think yep. that's gonna that's gonna satiate people for maybe to the end of Omega League, maybe to the end of September. But then there'll be nothing else that's really talked about. The people are there's no other Dota to be played. People are gonna be like, hey, so what's going on again? And then I think we'll see the same cycle kind of perpetuate itself until more answers come out. Yeah, like I, like just the Dota TV streaming thing. I'm not a tournament organizer. I really don't know the answer to these questions. Um, like I have no clue how much this actually helps tournament organizers. I've heard conflicting information. I've heard um, like uh, somebody said, uh, oh, this will actually help significantly. Uh, and I've heard others be like, this won't help at all because what you sell to sponsors like isn't this isn't actually going to affect that much, right? It's not not like you can point to Gorp and be like, here's his streaming numbers. He's going to be streaming our tournament with these overlays like that. You can't really actually sell that to a sponsor. Uh, so that like and that sounds pretty reasonable to me. That sounds like something that. So I, I don't really know like how much of a bump in in uh, what tournament organizers are able to get out of their sponsors. Um, based on this change specifically. Um, I can see it not being too much of a help. Like if I'm trying, yeah. from, from what I know, if I'm trying to go to Subway and tell them, hey, this is the event I want to put on, this is how many impressions you're going to get, they're going to they're gonna want some type of auditing, but they're also going to want to know, like, well, those where are those coming from? And to say, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, 60% of them are coming from a place where we own and operate, where we make sure everything is perfect the way you want it, where we can make sure that, you know, the ads that you want, in addition to the overlays are played, that we're actually giving verbal plugs, that you see our desk that has your logo on it. Like, there's a lot of other things than just stream overlays. And Oh, yeah. Like, like every single time you'll notice that you're casting Omega League, the, uh, the end of the draft, they go... And yeah, they say something about the odds on screen. They don't even have to say EGB specifically, but we have to point to the odds and direct people's attention to the odds that are there on screen. Usually it's a discussion of some sorts. Mm-hmm. And then they pass it over to the casters. Same thing's going to happen sometime during the cast that they're going to mention the odds at some point. And it's not, it's not, oh, something's on screen. Let me talk about it. It is literally, it's a sponsor call out. Um, that is a little bit more subtle than saying EGB.com. You're like... <laughs> I guarantee you, you just blew a number of people's minds right now. 
Yeah, that shit is not. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't talk about uh, betting odds. Uh, <laughs> that I, I don't fact. find that fun. <laughs> I mean, it can be a funny subject. Uh, like that. That is the nice part about it is that I like. Um, I always have a strong, strong problem with like anytime a tournament organizes is like I need you to give a shout out to this sponsor because uh, I feel like that's not what you paid me for. Um, you paid me for a lot of other things to present to your tournament, but you do not pay me specifically for me to name a sponsorship. Um, and, and so this is a subtle way to like, I think, get around that where we don't have to say the names. I could just kind of reference the odds on the screen. Um, but yeah. What, what is yeah. that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to actually explore a little bit more. Like, is, is there like a sponsorship calls of feel like so, so so the betting stuff feels super organic because you don't have to directly say the sponsor name you're just like it's, mm -hmm. it's a point of conversation right but then there's like something in the middle where it's like oh hey everybody every time there's a rampage we have to call them the the white claw rampages and then you get a little audio <laughs> a sound effect that has like a like a can popping up and then fizz comes on the screen and you're like wow it was only 50 calories um and then there's more there's more aggressive things like you know Thank you. Now to our BMW Caster Deck, sponsored by Red Bull. Take it away, Johnny Dell. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 it does any of it feel bad? Um, it, it feel like, it, it just, it, it, not, like, listen, I, I don't really give that much of a fuck. So okay, okay. It only feels bad if I'm, I'm not getting paid for it, you know? <laughs> like, I, I have no problem supporting Betty. Like, I, I have no um, moral like, I don't have any moral standing on betting specifically. Like, I, I don't think it's probably not a good idea to advertise to children. Unfortunately, I'm alleviated of, of most of that, those feelings of guilt because I feel like Dota audience is, is trends a bit older. Like, I'm not Fortnite. Like, if I was doing Fortnite, for example, where a primary of, of my audience is probably under 18, then I feel like that's probably a you're problem. You're still betting but, and cannabis and cigarettes, and you're like, hey, yeah, everybody. like, like it, it's it's a little bit different like it's it's like tv right like obviously so there's some kids watching some tv shows uh and they're exposed to to commercials that probably aren't oriented towards towards them but it's way different than having those same commercials be between a kid's show you know on a kid's channel hey welcome to nickelodeon uh buy some marble smokes you know it's like that's that's a lot different and i feel like uh, dota is more in that that first category where we're not we're not trying to hit the kid audience too much um, and, and very specifically, um, we're trying to hit that 18 to 25 category. Yeah. A lot more. The, the golden uh, demo, if people are curious. That's, that's what you want yes. all your viewers to be because they follow you throughout most of their life and they're young and impressionable, but smart enough to either be able to spend money or something else. There's, yeah, soon, soon they will be big time consumers as they go from 25 to 30 and all of a sudden they are buying that BMW that was advertised to you at ESL1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that or someone Mercedes Benz. Excuse me. Someone is going <laughs> to buy a Mercedes that was influenced by ESL Dota. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, marketing's but crazy. Yeah. I and the thing, another interesting thing that you know, sometimes we talk about the difference between Dota or esports celebrity versus real celebrity. If you were, I don't know, na name someone famous. Um, LeBron James. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Someone like that. Good good job. Yeah. Yes, and. Um, and you are going to be doing an event where you have to plug some type of sponsor. That is 
in your contract, there's someone negotiating for it. And if you do have to do it, depending on what it is, they have to pay you a lot more. Because people just don't do that stuff for free. Because by you, Cap, being like, hey, everybody, back to the back to the fucking White Claw Rampage, that's like you using your own personal brand and clout to now be a spokesman for White Claw, yeah. even though you didn't really agree to that. So it, it's another little fun idiosyncrasy. A lot of people do it in, in esports or, you know, feel, fields that are less experienced because... It, it's a job, and they're like, you yeah. can't say no. You don't want to get replaced by someone, right? But if you look at more professional advertising, celebrities, Hollywood, everyone's getting paid for that, and you're not, which yeah. sucks. That's uh, that's typically why I. Um... So some some people use the argument, well, hosts just work more, um, and it is harder work. Therefore, you get paid more. For me, whatever, like I'm asked to host, I charge more specifically on the ground that I'm going to be the person shouting out your sponsors. Therefore, I'm tying my personal brand to your sponsors. Mm-hmm. I, I should get some money off of that. Um, and, and that's also why um, the biggest one that happened in Dota was ESL1. They've been doing the Vodafone Presents. So they'll talk about like a player versus player matchup. And it's a separate segment than the analyst desk. And it's specifically branded as well. So when ESL first like brought that to us, we were just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, what, what do you mean I'm doing this specially branded segment that, that starts off with Vodafone presents the pre-match, you know, whatever the fuck it was. And, uh, and, and then I'm, I'm there doing something that is not my normal job. Um, I'm not like I'm not on the analyst desk. I'm somewhere in front of the camera talking to somebody else about a player on player matchup um, that like we saw that and we banded together and said, like, this is not OK. This this is something that you have to pay us more money for. Um, and they did like ESL, um, they, they pay us extra money for that. And now it's funny. Cause like everybody wants the segments. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait, I can shill Vodafone and I can make it to a hundred bucks. Hell Dude, yeah. Give beers, me that money, baby. <laughs> beers on me tonight, man. Or excuse me. White Claw's on me tonight. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, uh, that's actually super interesting. I, I, I've never heard, I've never heard of that before. It's, I'm happy that, that more of that is, is happening. But, uh, esports yeah, the argument West. we used is it was outside of the, the um what's the the there's a contractual phrase for this um where the it's out, outside the, the purview or, or something the um, scope the yeah purview. like it was just outside the scope of what you hired us for like you you hired us for play-by-play casting uh, like casting inside the game you hired us for the panel work that happens afterwards but this is this this is something different and it's specifically branded too so it's not like it's just like oh here's you know the the purge segment Though I think Purge also uh, probably gets paid a lot more for like when he they go to him on the screen and that is branded specifically with uh, I think it was Mountain Dew or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure he probably negotiates uh, more specifically for that. But for Mega League, for example, we cut to this AR segment with T Governor. That's that's not branded at all, and that is maybe outside of the, the normal scope of things. But it is still analytics and and it is cool. So like that's not extra um that's just another another work but if it was branded it would be different i think the thread here is that uh sponsors are tricky whether you're trying to sell as a tournament organizer whether you're trying to fucking be a restreamer and a bulldog whether you're trying to be a caster and be like hey everybody thanks for that i love steel series so it you know money's weird but we all need the money to keep doing the Dota, which I think Slacks yeah. very eloquently covered last week. So 
<laughs> um, man, we should. Man, have... I've never seen Lex get angrier about his subject. He he was actually very passionate about. It. He argued with people on Reddit about that. Yeah, that was That's wild. How you know, like he really he really cared about this subject um, because he cares about the the health of the scene. And uh, there's a lot of people who think we're. I mean, not a lot of people, but there's some people who just get into their mind like <laughs> that that we're just trying to like get more money for ourselves and like, yeah, maybe in a roundabout way, but more so I would like my job to continue for another five years and, and my fate is directly correlated to how good Dota does. So uh. I wonder if Slacks has a problem where, you know, he's actually very intelligent and a lot of people know that because of but because his persona is a little bit more silly that when he tries to get into a form like that on Reddit or, or in comments, or people just are like, that's the guy who makes fart jokes, instead of like, oh, wait a second, he's actually a very valuable and well-thought-out member of our community. I wonder if that bothers him. I think him. it's actually the opposite. I, I think it's actually because he acts, you know, he plays the clown all the time when he does say something serious. People are, uh, I, I think for Slack specifically, because he hmm. does, he is a very smart person, that I feel like it's a little bit more striking. You know, like the clown is getting serious and he's making intelligent points. Like maybe um, there's that. But I, I was talking about it with Jenkins. I was like, because Jenkins is going down the same kind of route. It's that um, not everybody can tend put on that persona, but it, it does give you so many degrees of forgiveness if you do put in that persona um, and you say something stupid or like it, it just becomes you have a lot more forgiveness than the person who is like, serious and very analytical i mean just think about like if purge ever gaffed on something people would be like well he measures his words all the time you know like I, he obviously meant something when he said you know or something like that so i'm thinking of the difference between like shiver saying something batshit crazy versus you know you saying something crazy versus jenkins saying something crazy which are all yeah. the spectrum right but shiver yeah. and jenkins are at polar opposite ends. And because yeah. when you're closer to Jenkins, you just get more forgiveness because you're like, it's either supposed to be funny or it's a joke that missed, or we know that person's so silly, haha. So it's yeah, definitely like he, fun. He, he like constantly mispronounces things on purpose because he just, he, he, it's a troll thing. He likes I doing it to troll that. people. I know, it bothers me a lot. I keep telling him to stop doing it because I'm like, I, I, I'm like, you don't realize it, but. To some of the audience, you're killing your credibility as an analyst by intentionally mispronouncing things. I know it shouldn't work that way, but it does. That's just how people operate. When they think you're incompetent at one thing, they think you're incompetent at all things. So I was like, I was like, please, for my sake, just like you do all the other funny, silly, dumb shit. I was just like, but mispronouncing things is like the yeah. one thing that I wanted to stop doing. Why are you calling it the Ajis? Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's funny that the clip of the, the 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 Gibbon. You can even see me when he says the Gibbon. You can even see me and I mutter. I go Gibbon, and I mutter it because I know he's doing it intentionally. <laughs> he's done it enough times to me at this point in time that I've like gotten used to it. And so I know, like, I was about to correct him, like, really audibly, and then I was like, oh wait, he's just doing a thing, and I just kind of like mutter Gibbon. Uh, but he's Gibbon, you know. <laughs> Man, um, Ugh. fuck. We said, hey, you know what? You gotta go work for 12 hours. We should do a short episode. And we still fucking, man, I see the timer. It's 55, it's, it's 56 minutes. It was a mistake. Everything with talking, catching up was a mistake. We should have just, we should just waited. 
I should have cut you off. You should. You got a long day of work ahead, buddy. People, we got to go find out who is the champion of the. I had. To, I had to explain someone what the name of the event was, and I'm like, oh, it's just the we play Omega League Europe Immortal Division. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah. That's like eight multi-syllabic words. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's it's. it's, it's I'm sorry. So yeah, you... yeah, yeah. That's, that's Dota tournaments for you. Got to make it as complicated as possible. <laughs> that's why the international. When we get back next time, by the way, when we get back next time, uh, I'm going to get into a bunch of stuff that happened to me while I was here, uh, including including that drama bit uh, where Slacks and I got uh, our casting called out as uh, horrendous and went to the top of Reddit. Oh, uh, so uh, I'll talk about that. And uh, it's going to be a fun discussion. I heard so, a rumor it's because you hate Tier 2 Dota. I do. That's... Fucking can't stand him. Piece of shit. Fuck him. They don't deserve any... That money cap, that money's fucking yours, Austin, okay? I that... hope they die. <laughs> Whoa. That's exciting. I hope it's me. I hope in five years it's me. It's fucking secret and fucking evil geniuses. And that's all there is. Forever. We're in a loop where I'm always casting them. Till the end of time. I'm going to cut out the die so people can guess what word you said. It'll probably be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, thank you for hanging out. Um, again, uh, this this was probably the last one recorded remote. Cap is coming home, so the audio quality isn't always the same. Thanks for putting up with that. Last week, if you are someone who follows uh, primarily on the podcast feed and you don't follow like me on Twitter, Cap on Twitter, one, you should do that to um the we had some problems posting the audio feed on tuesday uh because the because the provider uh which they were very helpful in getting me fixed but i i know a lot of people were were messaging uh me at least being like hey where's the episode so uh we you know everything is normal that was just a little hiccup is why it went out on wednesday uh something out of our control so thanks for putting up with that and if you are listening on your podcast but you're not following then I don't know. You're probably um, what's a good word? All, 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 all the funny words to call people are, are just like SJW snowflake like words now. Like uh, like I even heard cap I uh, cap Jesus. I even heard like uh, Slack say say Mongol on the other podcast, and I'm like, God, can you even say that anymore? <laughs> like fuck. Um, well, you 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 know why, right? Because he was gonna say Mongoloid. But then he, he was like, wait, no, I shouldn't say that word. So then he changed it to Mongol, but then he just, then it just sounds like he's insulting just the entire region of people. <laughs> and we, we gotta we gotta we gotta do a little bit of better training of slacks. I don't know what funny word to call people who don't follow the podcast. I guess I'll just say with uh idiots. You're an idiot, so click yeah. the button and then become smarter. If you click the button, you'll get like 10 IQ points. Guaranteed, easy MMR. Um Cap, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a safe flight home. I hope that same to you, dude. Except for the flying thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, dude. It's it's two in the morning. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna go to bed right now. <laughs>